some of us just have to be bad at video games, you know? Make the rest of us look good. I think it's confirmed I'm not the best. Also, I don't typically play Souls-style games. You think it's just now getting to the confirmation point that you're just not the best <laughs> at video games? This is not... Like, you think we finally recent, arrived there? Because I'm pretty sure the rest of This is not a recent decision. Oh, okay. Just this checking. is commonly talked about. Just checking. It's important that we put these things to a timeline, because I don't want you thinking that we just oh, made this decision. Oh, no, I didn't fucking jump. <laughs> Are you okay, Alex? You got her. He's clearly not. He got her. <laughs> Did you get her? Did you death blow her? No, I'm turning the game off. Hey, thanks for joining us. Welcome to The Forecast, episode 78. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast we every Thursday. Uh, we're a group of people love exploring and assessing all kinds of things, from board games to video games to film to TV to random things we just encounter throughout our everyday lives. Uh, if you want to check out some other things we've done, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon Community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. Additionally, everything we talk about in our podcast gets put into our notes, gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using, um, and... Uh, so let's get started with something. This is a little bit different podcast. One of the ones we do every year. We do a pre-pup and a... Oh, sorry, I said pre-pup. We do a pre-pep and a post-pep. Yeah, the first packs. thing you said was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Thanks. <laughs> Luckily, Jake. we fixed it. Appreciate it. Um, so we're gonna, we, we always do a pre-Paxis podcast and a post-Paxis podcast to talk about all the panels we were going to go to and then none of them that we went to. Uh, but before we get to that, we also want to start with what we normally do is what have you been playing lately? So Alex, I'll start with you. Right. Um, a couple of big, big things. The <laughs> uh, Devil May Cry 5 came out. Yeah, um, did. the long awaited sequel to four ignoring the spinoff flash reboot thing that Ninja Theory did. That was just oh, called it DMC. Was Ninja Theory. That's right. Um, and it is back with a vengeance. It is very good. Uh, stylish action character action game. Um, it's, it's super excellent. I don't, I don't even have time to go into like all the little nitty gritty details about it, but it is just a ton of fun to smash demons and there's a ton of variety to the combat and you get to play as three different characters this time. It's super cool. I just want to know that the game plays like the trailer, because if I can't like flip a truck and then jump outside of it and shoot like 30 things while I'm in the air upside down and then land back in my seat. I just don't think it's it's not quality. as I mean, far off as you would expect. Yeah, but it's minus the there. truck. Like you don't <laughs> really have a truck. Else. <laughs> yeah, but you do have like knocking things into the air and then like you jump up after them and you're hitting them around for a while and then like. You're still up there, and you have like retractable arm that you throw out and grab somebody else and pull them into the air. Mm. And then the you can do like flips and stuff in the trailer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just that character too. Like Dante gets a motorcycle that he can use as a weapon that splits into two, and it becomes two giant motorcycle swords. Literally, that is the reason I bought the game. <laughs> I was watching the trailer. I saw that, and I said, "Sold." Uh, at one point, you defeat Cerberus, like the three-headed dog Cerberus, and then he turns into a no, three-headed Serby. nunchuck. Wow. Okay. That you can then use. You do the same thing in Devil May Cry Three. Funnily enough. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why I felt okay saying that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's really really cool. You're not even gonna talk um, about V, the v, weed yeah. character who has a ghost <laughs> jaguar and a bird who makes jokes. I don't like V very much, but I like, I never thought I'd say this. I like playing as Nero, like a lot. He was the main character in 4, and I hated him. But in this yeah. one, everyone else hates him, so it's okay. And who's the girl that drives to <laughs> the van in the oh, very beginning? Oh, in the no, trailer? we're not talking about Lady. Nico. 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 That's voice acting. I, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> she talks like this. Oh, I'm going to kill her. I know what her. you're talking about. I literally, I changed it to Japanese for a little bit because I couldn't <laughs> stand her. I, she's unbearable. What else, Alex? Uh, the Division 2 came out. 
a lot of big releases. Um, it is a looter shooter, obviously. You pro- everybody probably has heard of this game. It is much like the first one, with basically just improvements all around. Uh, the combat feels snappier, the guns feel more powerful, enemies go down quicker. Enemies are way smarter and more dynamic in, how, in their movements and how they want to fight you. Uh, you're constantly being flanked. You're constantly, you know, being overwhelmed by enemies from different angles. Um, the abilities are kind of spread out across eight different like sections instead of being constrained to three trees. Uh, so far, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't so, like the first division at all. Like at all, at all. <laughs> but I have talking about running Division simulator two. twenty whatever it was. <laughs> uh, but I have played Division Two, and man, combat is so much better. Not every enemy is a bullet sponge, which is great. They go down in a few bullets instead of a multitude of bullets. I still have and, issue uh, with the skill system because I think it would benefit better from being like actual classes with skill trees, but. It works. It's fine. Yeah, they just are really focused on keeping their classless-like dynamic yeah. system that they have in place instead of like locking you into a choice at the beginning of the game. Um, and so we're not through with that yet, but uh, we are getting started in Sekiro also. Sekiro just came out. Shadows died twice. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> It's important to separate it from the other Sekiro. Shadows <laughs> die once. Yeah. <laughs> Not very good. Nobody liked that one, but... Well, yeah, you just die once and the game's over forever. <laughs> game's over. You can't even start a this new game. This one you get two, which is obviously better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. game is alternatively subtitled Shadows Die, like, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> There's one point at which... The person you're protecting says something about how many times have you died for me in two, three. <laughs> oh, good one, buddy. Yeah, you got two it. Two or three times, <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Two or three times, like, since breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got Is this it. game really You know what I talked to you five minutes ago? Three since then. Okay, literally the boss, not my most recent boss, but the one before that could kill me in two hits. Wow. Yeah, did not enjoy that boss. I, that was my <laughs> lowest point with the game. Like, to the point that I was like, man, I don't think I like this game. Luckily, the boss right after it is fucking awesome. I really like it. It's an old woman. And you know I love killing old women. Like, that's the <laughs> thing I'm into. Okay. Confirm. Well, don't you worry. There's more old women to kill in that game. Fuck yes! <laughs> so that, I, Jake, do you have I've, some, like, issues you want to talk about? I think I feel like I just talked about <laughs> oh, Okay, yeah, that's true. Already covered it. So, Sekiro is... It forces you to learn the attack patterns of your enemy. And you have specific tools that you need to employ at very specific moments to avoid damage. Mm -hmm. So, like, you need to parry regular hits or dodge them. And you need to jump over sweeps. You need to, uh, like, parry um, stabs and, like, all this stuff that you just need to have at the top of your head at all times. And I've been fighting the boss I'm on right now, Jake swept the floor with, but I've been fighting her for like at least three hours of game time. Just can't beat her. She's quite tough. You said I swept the floor with her. It did take me an hour. <laughs> it took him an hour. It's taken me triple and I've still not beat her, so. Sounds like you're on top of her yeah. game. I think this She's... game's really cool because you have considerably less health than you do in the sibling you know souls games but you're way more focused on defense because excluding three very telegraphed attacks every attack can just be blocked so you can take no damage from them but you have this posture meter where you can only block so many times before you get stunned you got to be careful with it you basically have two health bars kind of a A block health bar and a regular health bar yeah and the enemies also have the posture meter yeah, and the the whole combat system is based around breaking their posture meter so that you can get an auto death blow on them. And like stronger enemies will have multiple health bars that you can break through with those death blows. Excuse me, did you just say an auto death blow after breaking a posture meter? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So does that mean like once you break the posture meter, it's just one? It's just one hit, and they're dead. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like it's basically and you've been playing this boss for three hours, dude. <laughs> okay, a you have to do that twice to her. B the posture meter is like I said, it's another health bar. Yeah, it's not easier. You it's just a have regening to... health bar. Yeah, you basically mm, just have to okay. kill that health bar instead of her regular health bar. Yeah. Got it. Got you it, can do it. one or the other. You can kill their regular health bar. For her, it's like impossible. Yeah, it takes a while. She blocks just, pretty much every move. Yeah, you have to be able to time your hits to to when she cannot block, which is like very, you know, few frames in between attacks. Most of the fights in the game are like this nice dance between being offensive and attacking them and deflecting blows and then backing off for a minute to like refresh and then hop back in. It's a lot of fun. I think... Uh, uh, giving you so many like fodder enemies that you can just basically wail on and immediately kill is like a good decision because it like makes you feel really strong before you go and fight the ridiculous bosses that just one shot you repeatedly even the mini bosses are tough yeah we should probably also mention it's technically a stealth game the stealth is kind of oh really piss a little bit but i think the stealth's great i've had no issues with the stealth really it's it's, uh... It looks good until you kill the first enemy. Yes. And that decides to alert everybody else in the area. Wait, no matter how you kill the first enemy, you're automatically alerting them? If you get them with a death blow, which is pretty much the way you're going to kill them, it has a very wide radius of alerting people. There's no, like, walk up behind them and stab them in the back. That is your death blow. That's how you death blow. And that alerts people? Well, it plays this loud orchestral sting, and I think the enemies can hear it. I'm pretty sure it exists in the universe. And they're just like, what was that orchestra sound? It seems like It's like the passive ability of your knife. It just all of a sudden. Yeah. It just generates a lot of noise when it murders. That's weird. That's so weird how that works. It's also like, it's a stealth game that the enemies remember that they saw you for like a good amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not like, oh, it must have been nothing. Like they see you, and then they're like, well, no, somebody was definitely here. I'm gonna stay on alert for like an hour. <laughs> and at the point where they go back off of alert, their health refills back to full. Oh, fun! So you have to, you know, kind of pick your battles. Right. Right. But I mean, you can do that. You can take somebody out, sprint away. Everybody will forget your presence. That person's still dead. You can go in there and pick somebody else off if you want to. It's. I think it's much less fun than fighting people originally i didn't know about the health bars refilling and i tried to kill a boss like there was clearly a spot where you could sneak up and and hit him once (laughs) he he has two bars so i snuck up did the first death blow ran away really far waited for him to reset and then snuck up and did it again but his health just refilled what is that (laughs) can't just cheese the bosses alex i know that'd be basically cheating like they want you to like get good or something it's weird <laughs> man when you do get far into the game and you realize you're not you're pretty good at the combat feels pretty good i mean do do you feel like the bosses have been scaling accordingly like as you've been progressing in combat like they've been getting progressively more difficult to fight they've been getting more interesting i don't know that they've been getting like some of them are certainly more difficult than others later in the game but not like sure. a consistent not on a scale essentially yeah Gotcha. I, th- I think the the best thing about the game is the the combat is really good, but I think what makes it feel so good is they've mastered somehow animations and like linking them together because it all is so fluid and it always feels like you're a master shinobi when you're like doing stuff. And the yep. way you can like one-on-one fight somebody with a sword and it looks like a choreographed sword fight is kind of crazy. And this, there's a cool thing that I noticed when I'm fighting one of the bosses. Their attack patterns are dependent on like your blocks and stuff. So if they do this attack pattern where they have like five attacks and you don't block one in the middle of it, they sweep through you and like damage you. And then they like pause because they, you know, they're not being deflected. So they don't have like a, a reach for another attack. So they kind of react to the way that you are reacting to their attacks. That makes sense. Which uh, also makes it. Uh, easier-ish because they don't just combo you. They hit you mm. that once and then there's like a pause as they reset. And we should also mention just in case somebody's not aware, like the parry is you have to press the button like pretty much as an attack is landing you're hitting a button every single time. 
You're not just like holding a parry button. Right. That's a lot of button presses. Yeah. Yeah. LB keys getting our LB, LB buttons. And when, a lot when you get the rhythm down, it feels really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of incredibly punishment, punishing games, I'll uh, go ahead and jump right into mine. I played a little bit of Bloodborne and died to the wolf five times. I could never figure out have how to equip weapons. Have you actually played Bloodborne yet? Or That's that's the extent I've played Bloodborne. Oh, so man. We'll have to I'm wait so two weeks. You. I'll play a little more, and then I'll let you know how it's going. Yeah, you should try equipping a weapon. It yeah, helps yeah, 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 so yeah. much. Um, so I've also been playing some Dota 2, getting back into... Uh, we're rolling into season here, uh, getting prepared for um, the internationals this summer. I, I just, it just happens this way. March, April, sometime around then, I just start playing Dota again. But I do think they've done something cool, which is I used to only really pay attention to Pro Dota Circuit through the Well Played app, which is just kind of a way to watch matches and or see scores. But they've added a new feature with Dota Plus um, that allows you to wager on matches, not real money, but wager your shards, which is like an in-game currency for things. Um, and I, it's neat because I just like I feel like, and maybe Alex, you can attest this too, but I feel like I've been paying more attention to proto circuit now and i was before just because it's yes. more engaging definitely like i haven't been paying attention to pro matches for months and uh the most recent tournament that happened when they launched this new app i pretty much like followed pretty closely yeah um so i, I was asking you the other day i wonder if they have uh metrics on like engagement for this most recent tournament based on you know what they're expecting and what changed from the app coming out Listen, if there's a way for me to potentially get an in-game cosmetic by wagering something that I've been awarded in-game just from the sole, like, a, a way of betting on games that are being played in the pro Dota circuit, you know I'm going to be doing it. And I'm pretty sure that's the case with most people who play Dota because they're going to want cosmetics. Right. So definitely some engagement there. It's cool. Uh, plus, Mars came out. I don't even know if we talked about that on our last podcast, but they've introduced another original hero. Um, he's pretty neat. A little different than mechanic wise and some other heroes we played with in the past so it's just been fun to re-engage on top of um, uh predictions they have fantasy in there also oh yeah they do have fantasy. another major part uh, basically fantasy football for dota people one of the uh one of the games from our humble monthly bundle rumble which we actually just wrapped up the other day uh so keep an eye out for that um been playing one of the games from there called mutant year zero um <laughs> that i just really enjoy I don't know necessarily why. It's kind of like a mixture of XCOM plus looting. Um, and it's been really good so far. I've played... Gosh, I think I've played like four hours of that game already. Um, and the story is pretty pretty good. Um, you're kind of based in this thing they call the Ark, where you're playing as... Uh, it's like a post-apocalyptic world, and you are a stalker, a character that basically goes out and picks up a whole bunch of scrap in order to maintain equipment and machines that are on the Ark, which is the only place where humanity survives. Uh, and there is supposedly this place called Eden, which the whole title of the game is Mutant Year Zero, New Eden, I think, or Road to New Eden. Um, but the whole premise is that there is actually this area, this space that has been unaffected by what's happening in the rest of the world, which is the Red Plague. Uh, and you're kind of just kind of making your way through, uh, through the forest and through the woods to get there. It's cool. It feels very XCOM-y, of course. Um, but like I said, it's got looting, and there's some interesting mechanics with uh, abilities, class abilities for characters. Like things like uh, one of my characters has the ability to root people in place for two moves. Another one has an ability to bulldoze people over so that they're just laying on the ground prone, and that's for two whole moves. It's kind of a cool mixture of things. So I don't know. I've been enjoying it. You guys haven't played much of it, I assume. Not much. Okay. Like, I like certainly plan minutes. on playing more because it seems pretty good. It's neat. Um, Caleb, what have you been playing? So we mentioned Sekiro and Division. Been playing those. Uh, I also been playing a decent amount of Baba Is You, which is a pretty cool puzzle game that came out a couple weeks ago, maybe. Uh, where the the game's rules are, you move around a bunch of text on the screen, and in moving the text, you create new rules or change the rules. And your goal is to change the rules until you get to the point that you win that level. Then you move on to the next one and you do the same thing over and over again. But it has some pretty interesting mechanics in it that make it really fun and interesting. It's very difficult. Incredibly difficult. I'm not going to lie. Moving around text on a screen does not sound like the most engaging game. 
Yeah, it's a puzzle game, man. It's engaging puzzle gameplay, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Not engaging, you. you know. Most You're like games pushing games. it like a block. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also played some Wargroove while I was on vacation on my Switch. Uh, it's a tactics game. I'm not a big fan. So generally, I kind of like tactic tactics games. But this one, I feel like undercuts most of the tactics because there's a system for like you capture villages and it generates money and then you can create troops in your barracks and send that send them at the enemy so i feel like it kind of undercuts the tactics when you can just create an endless army of troops to send at the enemies but I, I don't know i don't particularly enjoy it and i've also been playing also on my switch some wander song uh it's a game where you play as a bard and you sing at people a whole bunch and in doing so you eventually save the earth from being destroyed Wow, makes sense. Just just by singing, <laughs> yeah, it's that's a pretty enjoyable. Uh, the gameplay loop is just you move around, you use the stick to point at different notes, and then you sing the notes. And you talk to a bunch of people. That's pretty Again, much it. Engaging. But it's interesting. It's pretty cool, actually. Hmm. Uh, Jake, how about you? Uh, Alex took most of the ones I've been playing. Um, the only thing I have, I officially beat Bloodborne and its DLC right before Sekiro came out. Nice. That game's fucking great. I love it yeah. to death. It's so much fun. I immediately started a second game. <laughs> Is it like, uh, about do you that start, orphan, like, though? New Game Plus, or are you just starting as a... You can start New Game Plus. I just started a new game. Uh, I had gone for a Strength Arcane build, and anyone know, who knows Bloodborne knows, that's not really a thing. That's actually garbage. Mm. So I decided I would just throw that character, not necessarily in the garbage, I still have the save file, but like, let me make a real character that has like good stats. Oh, so you're not playing with whatever the one is that has like a 10 on all stats with the background? Like oh, a useless, gosh. what is that? I can't think of what it's called. Like a useless uh, piece of paper. Waste part. of skin. Waste, waste of skin. skin. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah. Because uh, Souls has like, um, Something similar. I can't remember what it's called off the, the top of my head. Does something de something. Sure, mm. but yeah, yeah, it's really fun. The last boss is a bitch. Oh my god! It took me like <laughs> the last boss of the DLC. Pro- yeah, sorry, last last boss of the DLC. Yeah, last boss of the regular game. I beat on my first try. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was kind of embarrassing for him. But the last boss of the DLC <laughs> is borderline impossible. It took me like three hours. He's incredibly difficult. He's See, crazy. Alex, crazy. This is how you need to measure things. Just go play Bloodborne, play the DLC, mm-hmm. see how long it takes you to beat that boss, and if you beat well, the three-hour mark, you're like on the same level, uh, same playing field. Real. The real problem is beating the first boss of the DLC also to He's get also the really, really hard. It's also oh. impossible. I, I, didn't have a, I didn't have nearly as much trouble with him, I feel like. Maybe, maybe my measurement was wrong, but this guy <laughs> just cleaned my clock repeatedly. I thought they were both I, I on heard... the same level. I heard the final boss of Sekiro is like the hardest Souls boss of any game. Mm. I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Not quite there yet. Pretty pretty close. Uh, Owen, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I played my first Open Division match in Overwatch uh, over the weekend. So that was fun. Uh, So, yeah. So basically, you kind of like, after you've joined a team, you uh get matched up with a different team and they're like all right so like create a custom game you guys go in there and you just basically have to like screenshot the the who's winning in uh each map and then you just play to three who they you know whoever gets to three wins first um it was intense uh luckily the team that we were playing against was like a bunch of uh like bronze and silver players Mm. So it was really easy, but apparently, like the one that they did on Saturday was against some masters, and it was a lot harder. Are you playing the same position all the time? Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm a support role for my team. I okay. also flex into DPS when we're doing crazy things, like we're doing like four DPS and a tank and a support. Hmm. Uh, which we did that because we were like, hey, let's try to do some comps that we can't normally do against these guys. And so that was one of the things. And so I got to play a little bit of DPS, which I don't normally get to do, but it was really fun. Nice. Yeah. It was an interesting experience to kind of see beyond the the playing end of the competitive Overwatch. 
And uh, hopefully it continues to do well with the team. I did notice that they released an, an enormous patch for Overwatch. I don't know oh. if that was last week. Yeah, so we've got Baptiste is now officially out. He's no longer, he's not in competitive yet, but he will be. It just takes him a couple of weeks. He's not mm -hmm. going to be in my, uh, I don't know, like season of Open Division. He will. He's introduced in the next season of Open Division. So for right now, like, there's no point in us playing him. Sure. Um, but yeah, the patch was really like the real big thing. Other than him being there, is also just here's all of this stuff that's happening with the characters. And like Junkrat now does a crap ton of damage as like, opposed to before. <laughs> yeah, but they they said, hey, you know, his direct shot was like a lot of damage. What if it was even more damage? Uh, so he's great. Uh, soldier went up from 19 to 20 damage a bullet so he can drop characters quicker now with his clip. Um, My favorite thing is several months ago, they took it from 20 to 19. So they're just undoing <laughs> that nerf. Oh, <laughs> there's hysterical. so many nerfs that they just undo. Uh, Farrah's uh, rockets went back to the way that they were on the direct hit or on the splash damage. Oh, but they kept the increased direct hit damage, right? They did. So. Oh. Wow, so, looking so, better, solid. Yeah, yeah, so Farrah came out of this on top. Um, Get it, because she can fly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Basically, if you were part of Goat's Comp, you got nothing. And if you were not part of Goat's Comp, you got a lot of everything. Good. Because um, so, they're really trying to kill goats, and I would say that they successfully did so. I mean, is there anybody who's not happy about them killing Goat's Comp? Uh, like, are there people who absolutely love that comp, and they're just like, every time we're playing this? Or is no. it more of the sense that this is the comp that wins, this is the comp we're going to play with? Yeah, yeah, like, we are still playing GOATS just because of the fact that we, like, that is what we've practiced. Sure, and you know how to play and, it, got it. And yeah, and we know how to play it and where people are going to be. So, like, we're starting to now, in our scrimmage matches against other teams, we're practicing other comps. But for right, like, but otherwise, it's just pretty much, hey, we're playing GOATS until we can figure out what else to do. Um... But yeah, it's it's interesting. It's fun. I'm glad that they've fixed a lot of the BS, and hopefully they'll continue to do that. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into some stuff that's uh, PAX-related, since we're going to be at PAX. Actually, this podcast is coming out on the day that PAX East begins this year, which yeah. is kind of cool. We've we'll never be had Boston. that happen before. We will we're be. there. That's right. We're there right now. We're, yeah, we're, we're recording in Boston. This, this is a live podcast. We're yep. sitting For sure. in... We're sitting actually in the BCEC right Live now. Live from the Expo you Hall. You can't hear anybody but Chad, even though he's not even there. <laughs> oh, uh, burr, it's cold <laughs> in Boston. Yeah, it's cold. Man, remember that one year we went and there was like... Oh, my God. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember when we walked oh, How can we forget? Shop. And cigarette butts everywhere. Oh, you're bringing up the coffee shop. Alex? Of course. Hey, man, that was that year. Always. Hey. hey. It was it's some good, good coffee, coffee, though. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad. Um, so here's what we're going to do this year. We're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, the last couple of years, we've been trying to figure out the best way to format us talking about all of the things that we're excited about at PAX, and that just generally, or generally ends up being some wandering rabbit trail yeah. of things. Yes, tenorally. Um, that's, I'm going to start that new word. It's like, a, it's like a mix of tentatively and generally. It's going to be a thing. Yep. Mm. So tenorally, what we do is... Ouch. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying generally. Um, Yes. So uh, what I want to do this time is we're going to go through like day by day. And if you guys have something specifically for that day that you've that you've looked up that you're excited about, we're going to talk about it. And then we'll talk about some overall things as well as uh, differences, some things that we have seen at PAX in the past. I mean, uh, Alex and I have been going for, is this our seventh PAX East? I, I don't say know, dude. It's been a lot of, <laughs> a lot of years, East, man. Yeah. <laughs> So there have definitely been some changes, significant changes that have happened. And it's uh, especially this year, we're seeing some things that we have not seen before, as well as they're no longer going to be returning. Um, so let's just start with daily stuff. We'll start with Thursday. Uh, who's got some things on Thursday that they're interested in or thinking about going to? Oh, man, I got two things. Most Go. of them are in the, the evening. Uh, one <laughs> Most of, of which, There's two. Yeah. So uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so uh, one of which is, let me see if I can actually get the correct name of this. It is Sound Design Live. Watch us recreate video game sounds, uh, which sounds like a pretty fun thing to me as somebody who studied sound design and soundscapes, uh, seeing how they created some of the Foley work behind like our, my favorite sounds in video games. I'm in. 
that, that that seems like a fun thing and they they sound like from the description they're going to be recreating them live so they'll probably be trying to do some of those uh famous sounds one yeah. of which that i know how they did and i'm assuming is going to be one of the ones they do is um the call of duty franchise the headshot noise is a hammer hitting a helmet and squashing a watermelon <laughs> just like mixed together so hmm. i'm assuming they'll probably do something like that live and i'll be like cool I- I will also be there for making sounds for Apex. So if you hear things and you, you don't know where I'm at, mm. I'll be there. I want you guys to know that. You should show up. Um, That's an inside joke. <laughs> so, you know, I was going to mention, we, th- we talked about like six different sound design things last year. We were at the panels that we were thinking about going to. And I don't know that we went to any of them last year. Actually, no, no. I'm going to go with. I'm sure we didn't go to any well, of them last the year. The difference is, is that I wasn't there last year. Yes. And, and should, I'm here this year. You to, should go and experience do... this for us and let yeah. us know how it is. I got you. I'm, I'm, as the resident sound guru, I got this. Perfect. What else on Thursday did you have? Uh, the other thing that I had on Thursday was the beta glitches. Beta glitches, uh, glitches and out-of-bound discoveries. Which... Uh, like one of my favorite memories of video games is playing Halo 2 and glitching out of the maps and finding all of the, like the hidden messages that the devs put there for us to find mm-hmm. and uh, or kind of like glitching around the map and uh, or jumping out of it and like kind of like glitching to a different part in the uh, campaign mode. So that way you could like skip over a bunch of like the hard stuff. Um, and I always thought that was fun. That felt very video game to me. And so I am looking forward to seeing what else people have been up to in putting things in maps, outside of maps, all that. Uh, who else for Thursday? I got one on Thursday. Uh, there's a Horror Games and the Art of Betrayal uh, p- panel yeah, with that, Mike Selinker. That looks pretty good. Betrayal oh, House shit. on the Hill. Yeah. I was about to ask if I that's did actually not know a Betrayal one. Actually, hmm. yes. Hmm. Uh, that guy's awesome. So that one... Seems like it might be pretty cool. Dude, he's after, made quite a few horror games, actually. After playing Betrayal Legacy and the story writing. Mm. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be. Yeah, that'll be really cool. <laughs> uh, I have a couple things on Thursday. Well, uh, you one, go then, buddy. Uh, there is a Gearbox panel that everybody's been talking about because they've been teasing Borderlands stuff. Mm. And a lot of people think they're going to. Announce a new Borderlands at PAX. Yeah, uh, so actually, that's pretty exciting. I'm super excited about that one too. I actually really like Borderlands. Yeah. Um, you're not excited for Borderlands? Uh, I feel like two and pre sequel were just one. Uh, more, yeah, two is way better than one. We went back and tried to play one. Yeah. Like a year ago, and it's like, wow. <laughs> no, two is way, way, way better. Oh, okay. Also, there's been a, a long time since those games. Sure, there and, has been. And there's well, been a lot of changes in the industry around like RPG-type shooter stuff, so it'll be interesting to see like what kind of stuff they take and what, what they make their own. Well, and this is a uh, main theater show, too. So it's not like yep. it's, yeah. a, it's a small, small venue. It's, it's probably going to be a big one. Plus, if nothing else, they might give away another graphics card that Tim can fail to win <laughs> and instead get a computer case. Yeah, you can fill this computer case with. Perfect. Uh, the other thing I had on Thursday was story time. Uh, this year it's going to be Aaron Hansen, which um, oh, shit. Made, yeah. you may know as Ego Raptor. How did I not see that on the schedule? Uh, I'm adding it right now. one of the right Game Grumps people. <laughs> shit, that's super exciting. <laughs> so I, yeah, I saw who that was and I was like, wow, that, this might be the first story time I've been to in a long time since... Uh, Jonathan Blow. Jonathan Blow, yeah. Man, what a good Wasn't story time. was that last time. year? No, that was like three years ago. Yeah. It was last year. Somebody. Oh, we didn't I was go late to. last uh, year. That's why last, I didn't go. Last year, Jake something or other, XCOM guy, or the year before. That, that was, was the year two before. years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, last was year, it I wasn't Amy Henning. Sometime. Amy Henning, the Uncharted, like, oh, oh lead producer. Yeah. I remember being like, "Oh, Uncharted, I don't want to go to that one." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I was late. <laughs> <laughs> And one last thing that looked kind of interesting was the Eurogamer 20th anniversary celebrations. Uh, the best games of the last 20 years. 
And only because I want to know what they think the best games of the last 20 years is. (laughs) Really, I just want to see their list. Every time we read a list of the top games, we're always like, "Ah, I don't know. Right. Okay. I also have Thursday things. I have another Thursday thing now because story time with Aaron Hansen. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm really excited. Uh, Alex already stole Gearbox. I'm really excited. I hope they announce Borderlands 3. It's the only good thing Gearbox has made in recent history. So that's wow. cool. Uh, and then the other one, I'm kind of surprised no one else saw this one. Uh, comedy and games hosted by Justin Roiland. Oh, yeah. Who's the co-creator of Rick and Morty. And also the voice of Rick and Morty. Yeah, is that the same book? <laughs> yeah. So he's just going to be hosting a panel. And like, yeah, I'm like about that. I'm really excited for that one too. What was I don't really have anything else to say? Uh, comedy and games, hosted by Justin Roiland. The second part is why I want to go, because comedy and games, like, I get it. You tell like a joke in a game, but Justin Roiland, <laughs> that's like a big get. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like seeing him in a, in, on a panel would be, like, yeah. he's generally a funny guy to begin mm-hmm. with. So, that should be entertaining. Yeah, it's another uh, main theater one, so. Okay. Um, do you have anything else for Thursday? Otherwise, I'm going to go. I do not. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, I just had two things, one of which I'm not interested in, but I thought was interesting. <laughs> Great uh, start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the first one was they're doing an hour panel about, uh, it's called Are Loot Boxes Ethical? And I think we all already know the answer to that question. So <laughs> no. I'm not even sure why we have a panel about it, but there is a panel about loot, bo- loot boxes. So um yeah that's one thing the other one i noticed is there's uh indie game designers modify and play werewolf um oh, werewolf sucks i know yeah, that's but... why they're modifying <laughs> yes <laughs> so Fair i'm enough. like how can you make this better because every version or iteration of werewolf is just not good I or mean, it, it loses one its... night eventually and that was much better than it was werewolf for a while yeah and then it lost its it's it's just newness and everybody was just kind of like, eh. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they will come up with some rules that would be neat. We'll see. Uh, let's move on to Friday. What did you guys have for Friday? Uh, I have a picture board game in 60 seconds. There which is. That one's always fun. Really, the only reason I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's like the picture game one. I don't know if it's the same people. I haven't really checked. Um, yeah, any of but the, usually the it's pitch your whatever's yeah. after doing that one that one year was pretty good. So it almost Man. doesn't matter who's on the panel. I feel like it's the audience suggestions that make it. Yeah. Like they just have to not be the worst at yeah. running a panel. Which like if I learned anything fair. from that one internet one, <laughs> yeah, four oh four ing it is that yeah, you can screw up a basic concept, but <laughs> No, gotta watch more AMVs, man. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> Very important. Um, who else? Friday I guess stuff. I have one. I don't know if it'll be good. I have I have a feeling it could be cool. It could suck dick. I kind of <laughs> just put it on. We made a botch wa- bo- watch 1,000 PAX panels, and it's moderating this one. Hmm. I don't know. It, Couldn't it, decide, but yeah. it's on my list. It's also it's at 9 p.m., so like so i'm like probably doing not else. doing anything else yeah which we'll get to tomorrow on saturday as to why i'm not doing anything else it's a little <laughs> teaser for later in this podcast mm. so if I you like made it like an hour in and you're like man i don't know about the last 20 minutes you're teased wait jake yeah. you aren't going to the giant bomb one at 9 30 oh my god shoot me in the face <laughs> Con- you know, continuing it's worth we went one time alex and i went one time and it was funny Ever since mm-hmm. then, it's just not mm-hmm. been funny. I'm not, Alex, back me up on this. One time. It was really good, the, the time we went. I mean, they and then had we a tr- freaking Then we band tried to go with in. other people, and I think the other people, like, ruined it, right? Wait. Because they made it bad. <laughs> Did you guys, like, try to play trivia or oh something? Uh, <laughs> Weren't you guys uh, also the ones who recommended 404-ing it? It, it was, was also good. It was really also really good. good. You guys aren't allowed to recommend it every year. That one I can confirm was really good the first year. It yeah, was okay. really good. Well, I'll tell you, the year I went, it was absolute poo-poo garbage. <laughs> that that was, was mainly good because of the girl's segment in the middle, which nobody had any idea what she was talking about. All of her weird... I, I, was it ASMR stuff? I don't even remember. 
it was it was AMV. Every part of it was yeah. excruciating. I wanted to die. Oh, I just remember the first year they had those chocolate bunnies. It was all about those chocolate bunnies. Those chocolate bunnies were amazing. <laughs> um, I have one thing for Friday that I'll mention, and that is there is a tournament at 4.30 p.m. for Seven Wonders called Seven Blunders. Ooh. And basically the goal is to score the least amount of points. Ooh, wow. Which I, I might suck be at really that game, good at that. So. <laughs> Step one, play it with the modified rules that we created. Yeah. Step two. Pretty much. Uh, what I've established Friday? I'm bad at games, so maybe I should enter. Hey, true. Yeah, you're maybe. a ringer. Just try to win. Uh, so I, there yeah, is I'm like trying a to win earnestly. Video game music theory <laughs> panel on Friday morning, and so going with my uh, my theme here of finding music things, I'm gonna go to that one. Seems interesting. What time is that? Uh, uh, noon on on Friday. Yes. Yep, noon to one. Uh, who else for, for uh, Friday? Nobody? Okay, nobody. All right, cool. Let's talk about Saturday. Who's got Saturday, Saturday. I got a bone to pick with Saturday. <laughs> and in retrospect, Sunday. This is what I was teasing. Buckle yeah. up, everyone. Let's go. What, what were you teasing, buddy? So PAX East always does a concert on Friday night and Saturday night. There's no fucking concert on Friday night. <laughs> and the concert on Saturday night is garbage. It's poo-poo garbage that goes in the toilet. You got the double clicks who have been there before, and I'm sure somebody likes them. It's not me, though. Bit Brigade's going to be there, and they're cool, but they're not like a headliner. Also, and aren't then, they there every year? Yes, they are there every year. They're a really good opener because they do like a speed run, and it's like fun that gets the crowd warmed up. And then the closer is a video game orchestra. I don't fucking care. What the uh, fuck is this? Anime nah. Gucci was playing the first year I went. Yeah, that's pretty. Oh, how much. the mighty have fallen! <laughs> Do you think? Uh, you think Eager Raptor is gonna make a nice? Oh my god! Why didn't they get him? He's in. God, I'm so upset. <laughs> they could have gotten Ninja Sex Party or fucking Star Bomb to do it. Yeah, and they're not. What are they doing? <laughs> He's already there. <laughs> Oh, I'm so tilted. That was always like my favorite thing about PAX East, and they just cut it. What a bunch of crap. But that's all I have for Saturday. <laughs> okay. Just rage. That's what he has for Saturday. Clearly. I have another Mike Selinker panel. <laughs> of course. So, there's that. It's Mike Selinker's Can You Survive This Panel? I don't know if I'm going to go to it or not, because it seems only mildly interesting. But he's going to play a trivia game against the entire audience. And then if he, like, wins a round, then he's going to, like, kill off parts of the audience. And if he like, ends up not killing the entire audience, then he wins. Like I mean, IRL? The audience wins. Does yeah, he, like, he, like, Ooh. kills <laughs> yeah, That seems rough. Death. So it's going to be an intense death trivia game. Oh, uh, what's a trivia murder party? Like that? <laughs> Probably. Uh, who else on Saturday? Man, like everything's happening Thursday, guys. I don't yeah. know. Or, and or, and or well, outside got, of Thursday. Um, the and or outside of Thursday? Of... <laughs> that's that's every all day. Of the <laughs> got him. What? No, I was going to say I have a uh, one about women in esports on Saturday that I'm probably going to go to. Because I'm curious. Where they're at, and the fact that we should probably have more of them. <laughs> it makes me think of uh, that one panel. What was the name of that panel, Alex, that Travis and I went to that one year? Lo it was like love or like couples in gaming. Yeah. Relation no, was, yeah, something to that effect. No, but it was relationships in game, not with people playing games, but relationships in game, I think. Uh, yeah. No. Hmm? <laughs> Wasn't good. <laughs> no, it was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> not as good as furrowing it, huh? That's weird. Oh, <laughs> not that good. Um, I had one thing I was going to mention on Saturday, and there's a panel at uh, four thirty called "Do Roguelike Developers Hate Gamers?" Yeah, what? <laughs> you, you're a real fan of the panels that can be answered with one word. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's correct. Yes, they do. That's correct. Yes. See, again, I'm just I'm trying wow, to figure see, out. I would answer that with no. 
Well, you're weird. I love roguelikes. I know you do. Yeah, but I don't think they like you. (laughs) Glutton for punishment. All right, let's go Sunday. Who's got some stuff for Sunday? I have absolutely nothing, so we're going to go with that first. Yeah, I got nothing. Wow. (laughs) I had like one and a half. The one I actually want to go to is uh, it's called Casting Without Components RPG Rules That Halt the Story. Uh, It's basically like the title kind of says it all. Like when you're casting in like D&D, you're technically supposed to have like a components pouch. You need to keep track of what you're using or cast what kind of. But like nobody fucking cares. We don't have time for that. You just you have you have what you need. You cast it. We don't care about your ruby dust. Yeah. And I thought that'd be an interesting panel. At least in 5th edition, there's a rule to like uh, uh, ignore that, basically. It's like, if you have a pouch, you basically have all the mundane ingredients you need. Good job. Yeah, I think I think Pathfinder has the same, or at least that's how I've always played Pathfinder. It definitely has feats that can give you that, but I don't know. I mean, issue of components is also a spell. Uh, who else for Sunday? I could do my half of one. Yeah, you do your half of one. Okay. Because clearly kind of, no one else yeah, has evidently it was all me. Evidently <laughs> I'm carrying. I thought that I was kind of hoping Owen would pick this one up. USG presents What Went Wrong with Fallout 76 and Can It Be Saved? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. There's a lot of things that went wrong with the Fallout 76, and I don't think it can be saved. Well, I look forward to hearing all about it 11 to 12 on Sunday. What, what, why are you picking a panel that can be answered with one question? No. Or one word. No. Because there's a second question that can't be. What went wrong with it? Oh, yes, oh, that's, a, that's a big. Yeah, you know, technically two words. It's, it's, it was very interesting. I was <laughs> I was uh, talking to Allison yesterday about the fact that I saw that there's a bunch of ads on my Facebook now of from Fallout 76 being like, look at all this content that we added into the game. And I'm just like, huh. They have NPCs now. I still kind of don't care. Like, I'm glad that you added content, but can I play the game without it crashing on me five times? Because if I can't do that, then I don't care about how much content you've added. Oh man, I think you're just getting confused with normal Fallout games there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I mean, it's just, it shouldn't like crash while loading into the game when I haven't (laughs) done anything to make it crash. Like, you know, if, oh, hey, I let me dump hundreds and hundreds of things in this small room so when i open the door then i just like it explodes the game world like that's you did this to you but the oh i just want to join this server where i left my character nowhere near anything that is going to cause issues and it's like nah you can't load it in because it's just stuck in a boot loop somebody Um, somebody put a house there and they filled it with stuff no like right where you had (laughs) logged out from Exactly. That's what I would do if I played that game. <laughs> Watch somebody log out and be like, <laughs> you're trapped now. You got him. Welcome to hell, idiot. No, That's there's what you a, get for playing Fallout 76. There was a, a person that built their house on a cliff and would have like a bunch of giant signs so people would like see where the house was. And people would come and check out the house and then he'd delete the uh, floor to watch people just fall <laughs> and die. Wow. Um, okay, now that we've talked about uh, daily schedule stuff, can we let's talk a little bit about overall things. And this can be anything from um, things that are clearly on the floor to games that are in the back to free play areas to even things that are going on outside of PAX. We actually mentioned a couple things last year. Yet again, we did not go to. Classic um, us. Classic. Um, but uh, I, I'll go ahead and start on this one. I got a couple things I just wanted to, to mention. Number one, um, Annapurna is going to be there. Again, yeah. of course, um, which means hopefully due process is going to be there. And thank should... you for I could, could not think of that name all today. I was yes. trying to think about what it was called. Hey, so we're it's due process. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go again for like the sixth year in a row to play in a, in a game that finally, finally entered alpha. And lo and behold, we had somebody who got a key and then didn't even end up playing. <laughs> You, you seem to have a lot Man, of bro. rage about this. <laughs> How many people did I tell you were in that alpha, Alex? You said 100. I think it was a little more than 100. I think it was like 114 or something. Holy crap, that's such a small alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they, they sent me an invite. And, and what, you're, just, you nobody, were busy that day? Nobody else got in, so and it's like a team-based game, and I didn't want to play it by myself. So I just <laughs> didn't play it. You have to talk to other freaking human beings. 
No, it's just other stuff was happening. Like, uh huh, uh huh. Had other games to play. Did you? Well, either way, I'm excited to play that again for the sixth year in a row, and just be hopeful that in maybe like two to three years it'll come out, so I can play Whoa. it. Be... It's only there like every third year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've played it at least four times. There was there was a gap there for a while where they yeah. weren't coming. I think before they got actually picked up. Um. Additionally, I wanted to note, I was looking on the on the actual map, and there is a giant area for the U.S. Army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I don't know. I'm like, okay, are they, like, recruiting people who like video games to come fly around UAVs? Because, hey, I mean, do you like Call of Duty? What if you did that in real life? <laughs> I mean, okay, like, you're joking, but, like, I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that might be, like, think no, about it. That they, is a hundred percent what they're doing. I mean, like Frank plays Arma with a bunch of army people. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, they read the legit. freaking manual on how I, to play army with army people. I legitimately knew somebody in high school that joined the Marines because he liked Call of Duty. Well, it's also the I to forget where, but I remember seeing something that the army was trying to recruit people for uh, esports. Oh yeah, <laughs> what like. They were going to have like East an, an army esport team and like kind of cr- recruit people to play esports stuff. And they're like, "Hey, if you like esports, you should join the army because we're cool." Got to get that esports money. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think what's more surprising is their booth is actually really big. It's, it's big. huge. Like it's huge. I thought they'd have one of the like the tiny booths because like it's army, you know, like. It's army. It's Listen. like half the size of Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. And what? Wizards of the Coast is massive. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty big. I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to remember to actually bring up what was at the army booth <laughs> next time in yeah. our post pub. In the post. All I know, I mean, if they pull post like pep. an post pep, that's right. If they pull like a like a hey, you can come fly a quote unquote UAV at one of our little booths, and then they pull up pull an Ender's game on me, and I'm actually flying a UAV somewhere. <laughs> God. Congratulations, you killed terrorists mind. in real life. I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, the last thing I was gonna mention is, um, of course, there are a lot of opportunities to play Root. They're actually having sessions for Root on every single day. I think there's a couple days where it's multiple times a day. Are you bringing uh, Root? No, I'm not bringing it. Oh, okay. Um, Is there well, a tournament? Maybe. I think I saw a tournament. I thought it was a tournament, but they all show that they're not. It's not actually a tournament. It's just oh, okay. a yeah. It's just a free play. It's in the tabletop tourney area, probably in the t- in the tabletop tourney area. Yes, but they're gonna have a whole bunch of of boxes to play. That way, it's I not s- just like a single people running out. You know the, the versions of it. Um. The one thing I wanted to mention is they recently released a or started a new Kickstarter for their new expansion. Where they're going to be doing two new factions. Uh, their their original goal was twenty five thousand dollars. They've already raised one point two million. <laughs> Holy Jesus. crap! Fucking um, Kickstarter, dude. Yeah, I know, dude. And they still have eight days to go. And I'm just like sitting here watching it, and the dollars are just like going up while we're even talking <laughs> about fourteen thousand some odd backers. So anyway, those are my three things. Who else has got stuff from uh, just overall? Packs? I've got some. My notice is missing. Ooh, There's no okay. Twitch booth. Thank. Goodness, there's no Twitch oh booth this God, year. Oh my God, you're right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes, Wait, that's no crazy. Twitch. What happened? I, th- I don't know, but I'm I glad. I thought it was in the top right. Or did mm-hmm. I miss that? Nope. No, there's no Twitch booth, which I actually noticed as well. That's really weird, wow. actually. Because They always in, take up a ton of space, yes, and people are just massive. standing there. Yes. It's just annoying. And they have it's, like a lounge in the middle of it. around it. It's always yeah. at the bottom of the freaking entry stairs, too. And there's just a giant pile of people. Yes. All dead. Thank goodness that Do you be think gone. it's because of that? And they're like, you're, the Twitch booth isn't actually doing anything that they were just like, nah. I doubt they, it. Twitch will pay for it. Yeah. It's oh, very yeah. possible they moved Twitch to like a different floor. That I would like be a side room. Yeah. That would actually that make congestion. a lot of sense. I'm going to look but, on the uh, app while we talk. Yeah, then it's just like, hey, do you want to look at your your favorite Twitchers? Go to this <laughs> That's room. That's what they're called. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Along the same lines of things missing, uh, Blizzard booth is also missing. Yeah, I mean, what what is the Blizzard Activision Overwatch? Booth? Overwatch. It's Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch League is getting <laughs> enormous. Yeah. They should be pushing I, I, Overwatch actually, League. I would think. The one thing that I'm surprised isn't there is that we're now done with Stage One. 
And I figured that we might see, like, I don't know, like, the Boston Uprising or somebody at least, like, being around being like, hey, just, we're part of the Overwatch League. For for what it's worth in terms of, like, booth sizing stuff, I feel like the smaller booths, the mega booth games, and all of the smaller games on the um, south side of the convention center are, like, slowly encroaching on the big booths, (laughs) which I I like. Oh, that's yeah, what I, I would prefer. It. It's just a whole bunch of small booths with developers that care about their games that I can go actually talk to and I have to stand in line for eight hours to go play something. Uh, also something missing. Um, I think it's they've been there literally every year we've gone, even if they don't have a new game for that year. But Supergiant is not going to be on the floor. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I they actually have a game, a game in development. Yeah, they yeah. have Hades, which is in early access and playable on the Epic Store. Oh, dude, and- is it another dodgeball game? uh so that just strikes me as really odd that they're not there because there's been years when they're not even working on a new game and they still show up yeah Mm. they always have a big booth yeah yeah a reasonably sized at least uh and the other thing on the show floor um apparently at some point bethesda sent out a survey asking what you're excited to see at pax east to certain people and in that list was Starfield. Oh, which is like one of the things you could have selected. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that one. Hi, hello, uh, that one. But hang on, they don't have a possibility booth. Starfield could be on the show floor. They don't have a booth though. Do they not have a booth? I don't see a Bethesda booth. Okay, that well, would make it harder. Yeah. Maybe it's somewhere else in the maybe thing, it'll be but... like a Bioware thing where they have their own room. Maybe. Hey guys, crazy. here's Starfield in that, that Fallout game that no one they liked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it would be insane if Starfield randomly had some just sort of up. footage there. Yeah. The Oculus um, has a very big footprint, so I imagine they're going to be showing off their new Rift S. Ugh, and probably disappointment. The, the Quest, is that the other one? Yeah, the Quest, Oculus Quest. Yeah. So that might be interesting, maybe. What did you say, Alex? What did the CEO say of Oculus when he stepped down? Oh, yeah. Uh, Brendan Uribe left the company and said something along the lines of he wasn't interested in a race to the bottom. (laughs) And at the time, everybody was kind of confused by that statement. And then they announced the Rift S, which is just (laughs) an exercise in compromise. Yeah. So. A little disheartening. There's, there's Other no things even overall? IPD selection on that thing. Nope. How are you going to get away with that? If you what? have too large or too small, it just is going to be you either headache-inducing or you just can't use it. Ridiculous. Don't need it, guys. Don't need it. Clearly. Alex, how many are you going to buy? <laughs> <laughs> I figure going to wait for the Valve headset. <laughs> Since I'm not happy about it, just one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> no, just kidding. You're going to get five. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, I really want to see what Valve's doing yeah. before I purchase I mean, a new headset. They're probably going to make the best one. Oh, I hope it's, it's like, a ha- I hope it has hats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me of something. This is completely unrelated to PAX. But we didn't talk about uh, Steam Link anywhere. This is in beta now, which is awesome. You can play game. You can stream games from your PC to any device that can run the app. Which is, you know, Androids. That's pretty awesome. And Steam Links, whatnot. I'm going to play Sekiro on my which phone. Which is great. That'll go well. I actually yeah. I played, I played Baba as You on my phone. Wow. It from my computer. Worked perfectly because it's a puzzle game. So, like, whatever. Sure. That's pretty cool. Sorry, that's unrelated. I just thought we didn't talk about that. That's cool. Uh, other things overall? Pack stuff? I'm most excited. To see all of you. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, Owen. Oh, no. You don't, have, you don't have to lie to us. Oh, what are the odds? <laughs> Fine. Oh, man. Between the fun drunk nights playing board games and the entertaining times of buying shots and just all of the fun in between, I'm just very excited mm-hmm. to eat some very good Bostonian food and just hang out with some of my best friends. Oh, who are you cool. meeting up there? 
Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Ow, vicious, dude. Damn, Jake. Vicious. Oh. It's too easy. Oh, man. You think, you think Squeenix is going to show their new Babylon's Fall game? I literally don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> uh, Squeenix? You know what that word means. I, sadly, I do. <laughs> I, I've been too obsessed with Kingdom Hearts to not know what Squeenix is. So they have two boots, yeah. which is kind of funny. They have a big square one and then a weird elongated rectangle. Why? Yeah, I feel like they should have two square ones. You know what I mean? You know, it would make more sense. Maybe like an Enix-shaped one? <laughs> Maybe, that's what Maybe that's an Enix. That's I'd possible. be excited if Batwan's Fall was there. Well, I'm not going to lie. One of them is the square and the other one is the Enix. That's yeah. What I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know what Square Enix is working on anymore. All I know of is Babylon's Fall. What even? What is that? That's the that's a new Platinum Games game. That's all I got for you. Okay. It's it's a new Platinum Games game. It's not, you know, character action stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it coming to the Epic Store? <laughs> probably. They probably won't let you know until like a day before it launches, though. <laughs> let Did us use see? other Platinums for free advertising and then pull it off at the last second. Yeah. Uh, did you see Bethesda just committed to doing everything on the Steam store and not the Epic store? No. What a good guy company. <laughs> yeah, I guess good for them. I don't know. Yeah, what, was their store not working out well for them after 76? <laughs> did they have a store for 76? Yes. <laughs> you yeah. could not buy Fallout 76 on Steam. You had to buy it on the Bethesda shop or whatever. <laughs> oh, Bethesda, yeah. you're adorable. Yeah. Getting to be bad, as bad as Ubisoft. Oh you my get god. Fallout 76 and some horse armor. Right. Remember when they tried to sell mods? That was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess to kind of wrap things up, last but not least, I will uh, just kind of speak to everybody who owns an Airbnb house in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, Please screw let us stay all there. Of you. First Please. of all, uh, secondarily, uh, don't start with that. They're going to cancel on us more. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, at this point, whew. how many have canceled on us? Was it three? Uh, well, only two, two this year. Only I've had two. another cancellation prior, but considering that both the cancellations ended up with some version of either the house is full of water or the house is no longer owned by us. <laughs> um, <laughs> And oh man. That was followed up with, but we have other places to stay, to which I responded, Great, can we get those places for the same price? To which they responded, No, those are in more expensive buildings. To it's which I responded, Give me a freaking <laughs> refund. Are you joking? Yeah, what? <laughs> Both times. Who has the audacity, man? <sighs> oh, yeah. No, when I mentioned our plight to some of my coworkers, they were just like, First of all, they were shocked that people could even cancel on you at an Airbnb because they're like, that never happens. And I was like, believe me, it's oh, happening it happens. way more than it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Part of me thinks that, you know, one of the places we were in this year just happened to be a newer place. And maybe they were just like, oh, shoot, PAX is coming. Why did we rent to these guys for so inexpensive? We weren't thinking. Let's just cancel the house and we'll just rent it to someone else on a different site. I don't know. I'm going to punch them. I'm going to go find them and I'm going to punch them. Then I'm going to say, you know why. We're just going <laughs> to wander around Boston all of Wednesday just punching people in the street. You hey. know what you did. Let us live in your house. <laughs> you're, you're aware of the decisions that you've made. You know what you've done. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. Please make sure you tune back in. In two weeks, we will be doing our post-PAX podcast or post-PEP, as we call it. Um, additionally, we should be posting the uh, new Humble Monthly Bundle Rumble for March soon. I'm not sure exact date when we're going to post that, but it should be soon. Will that be before the end, before March is over, Caleb? Hopefully. Hopefully. We're crossing our fingers, hopefully. It takes a long... Yeah. It's, a, it's a lot of time to play, like, an hour of Look, 12 different games. Jux, <laughs> you are going to have to hold on to your horses. <laughs> okay? <laughs>
This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrialwithane.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.